I learned that principle from a guy in Brazil who was a speaker who spoke in auditoriums of 50,000. Then he came to the United States and I had to pick him up and take him to a place where he was speaking. And there were literally 25 people and he was amazing. And I asked him afterwards, I said, hey, I'm sorry that the attendance was so low, but you, you gave it your all. And he said, young man, I learned a long time ago that if there's one or if there's 100,000, that one deserves the best of me as the 100,000 does. Welcome back to Five Ideas. I'm your host, Joey Nagel, along with Rich Clay. If you don't know what the Five Ideas are, you can check out episode one and you can check out our website, fiveideas.co, for resources, books, all the five ideas. And we're really stoked to have you on this episode today. A lot of times in society, especially in today's culture, I used to work at Shopco, which is kind of like a target. They're out of business now. And I would go in, do my job. My job was to, people would try and close. They would leave them in the fitting room. My job was to take the clothes that would stack up in the fitting room, put them back out on the racks. That was my job. I did that job. I don't even know if I was good at it. I just did it. That was what I was hired to do. They said, we'll pay you. You put these clothes back on the racks. I don't know. I just did it. And my boss, there were several times my boss would, over the, over the pager, Joey call his extension, like Joey call 101, Joey 101. You've probably been in a store and you've heard talk over the overhead. And I'm like, I'm taking off my badge, getting ready to put my gun away or my scanner away. I'm like, this is it. I'm, this is the end. I'm fired. I go up. He's like, hey, can you work uh, this extra shift? You want me to still work here? Like, I'm still employed. I thought, I'm thinking in my head, like, I'm not as fast as some people. I'm not, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm comparing myself. And then later, there were promotions offered, and I'm like, I'm not fired? No, we want you to stay on. We want you to work more. And I'm like, in my head, kind of like, why? I'm not that good. I All I do is my job. And then I realized right then and there, hmm. that's why they liked me, because I did my job. You did your job. I'm like, that's literally the bare minimum. Hmm. And there were people there that didn't, though. And I realized, I realized then, and that stuck with me, like, I was getting all these praises and accolades and stuff for literally doing what they were paying me to do. What does that tell you? That there's a lot of people that get paid and they're not doing what they're paid to do. True story. True story. When I was in college, I got a job at Ford Motor Company. Okay. Huge plant. Three shifts, seven days a week. Where was this? In Saline, Michigan. Okay, so in 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 like in, in, yeah, Motown in area, the yeah. Motown area, right? And they're just they're just producing, and good money, uh, overtime, double time, uh, holiday pay, and weekends, triple time. Wow! So I would go in, I would work my eight hour shift, I would go to another department, ask the foreman, "Do you have any work?" <laughs> He'd say, "Yeah, I'd work a, I'd work another eight hours. Wow! I'd go out into my car, I'd sleep for, come back and work another eight. I made more money that summer than I, <laughs> than, than I made my first three years of teaching school. But anyways, um, here's what happened: I got jobs because foremans uh, got tired of fighting with these people about doing their job." I literally did the I literally did work for a 
for a position that this guy did, and he went and sat down in the break room for eight hours. The foreman didn't even care. That's crazy. Because he had to get a certain amount done, and he wouldn't do it, and I would do it. So they were paying to have that done. Twice. Twice. And and all you you did, did you go above and beyond or you just did the job? I just did the job. <laughs> I did, I just did what was required. I was a college student. I wanted to make money, so I <laughs> I just did it. This guy's sitting in the break room, getting paid. And, and for me, I could never do that because first of all, I'd be bored. Number two, I wasn't taught. I was taught that if somebody paid you, you 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 do you do a full day's work. Yeah. That's what you do. So that's kind of my work ethic. I was taught by my parents, but. The point is, you know, that we're talking about is, you know, are we delivering? And there's a lot of a lot of big promises out there today, especially on social media, promising this, promising that, promising I can get you to one million followers, I can do this, I can do that. Yep. I don't know. So I'm not opposed to the phrase under promise over deliver. I don't like it in the sense that it it slightly sounds a little bit deceptive. Like I'm going to under promise you something and then I'm going to over deliver on purpose to make myself look better. I like the phrase deliver. I do too. The and word. It, you know, I do too. And and I, I, I think we could just leave promise out of it because how the only thing you can really promise is that you're going to do your best. Yeah. And if this is the requirements of the job, I promise, I'm going to promise to do my best to get it to you on the on the date that we agreed to. Yep. But when somebody comes in and says, I'll do this, 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 and then they don't do anything. They don't do the minimum sometimes. They don't even do the minimum. That's That's a problem. So if you want to succeed in life, you want to go far, you just have to deliver. You just have to do just what you agreed to which a lot of people have a problem with that. I don't know exactly what it is and why. Maybe you can speak to that, having seen a ma- overseen major organizations with hundreds, I'm sure, of employees, et cetera, over your life. And um, I don't necessarily know why that is. I just know that I've experienced in my young years, even 16, 17, 18, promotion, 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 because I just did just my job. And then I'll tell you what, if you want to go to the next level, at Shopco, same place. My job's apparel, right? My job is to hand clothes back up. But sometimes when new clothes comes in, you have these boxes that the clothes come in, right? So you have to open the boxes. Now you got boxes everywhere. Well, they had a bailing machine that would, com- com- you know, compress the boxes. I don't remember. What are those called? Trash compactors? Cardboard? Bailers? Whatever. But they had this machine. You throw the cardboard in. Huge, like heavy, you know, hydraulic lift would press it so that you could keep fitting more in there. It would be full a lot, and I was tired of it being full. And the supervisors and people were like the only ones that knew how to do it. And I'm like, I, I asked my supervisor one time, I was like, I feel like I bother you a lot and have to call you over here to make this, you know, make a bail for me all the time so I can put more cardboard in. And I was like, could you just show me so hmm. I don't have to call you over? She looked at me in the eyes and said, you want to learn how to do this? I'm like, am I allowed to? She's like, are you 18? I'm like, yeah. She's like, yeah, I could show you how to do it. I showed her, or she showed me how to do it. I did it. She's going around telling people, 
Joey wanted me to teach him how to make a bail, and I did. Now he knows how to do it. I'm like, I don't get, I don't understand. I'm now getting praised for it is not my job. That was like a, mm-hmm. a job from, you know, outside of my scope. But mm-hmm. I just thought it would make my job easier if right. I didn't have to wait. And so now I know how to do it. And all of a sudden they're giving me more responsibility. Then they're like, hey, do you want to help us clearance price some of the clothes? Supervisor job or like higher level than me. I'm like, sure, why not? I'm instead, you know what it is? I've heard it having employees and having, you know, overseen people and overseen people at JCPenney and stuff. I hear this a lot. That's not my job. Mm-hmm. That's not my job. I'm a cashier. That's not my job. I never said that. I never even thought it. I didn't mm-hmm. consider it. I'm like, these people pay me to be here. If they want me to do something in the time that they're paying me, I might as well. Mm-hmm. I never thought it, but I hear all the time. That's not my job. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm a cashier. Yeah. So maybe that's a little bit of why. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's because you think you're a cashier. If you want to be a cashier, then think like a cashier and be a cashier. But if you want more in life, think about being a motivated cashier, a friendly <laughs> cashier, yeah. a cashier that can do more than one thing, that can learn several different things, right? It's, it's uh, we limit ourselves. Mm-hmm. And and most, most employee employees, most supervisors, they're actually looking, store owners, they're looking for somebody that wants growth and development and leadership in their life. You asked earlier, you know, what is this? Why, Why would somebody just sit back and not even do what's expected of them? And I think one of the reasons is that people don't fully engage in what they're doing. If you fully engage with what you're doing, somebody's going to notice that and go, oh, I want you over here. Because if you can fully engage with that, you can fully engage with this. That's wild. And it's, it's, in, it's I'm a public speaker. You know that. Yep. I speak every weekend, at least once a week. And I've been doing it for years and years and years. All right. But I'm telling you, if I go into a speaking engagement and go, Oh, I've done this before. It it's flat. Mm-hmm. I am the type of speaker that I want to motivate people. So there's a motivational side to what I do. There's an educational side. There's an inspirational side. But there's one thing that will bomb my speaking immediately, and that is if I'm not fully engaged. <laughs> yep. If I go up and go, well, there's not many people here. I sink. But if I go in going, that person needs to hear it. Those 25 people that are here, they're going to get my best. They're going <laughs> to hear my best. I'm going to I'm going to give them everything I and I fully engage with that. And you know, when you fully engage with something, when you're done, you are personally satisfied. That's so true. That's so true. No matter if there's 25, 50, 100, you're satisfied. Your, your circumstances are now not based on external. They're based on internal, which is amazing because control the controllables. Now there you're in control of your joy and your happiness. That's a that's a book we, we yeah. wrote called iTunes. You should check that out too. It talks about how to literally control your happiness, achieve your dreams, reach your destiny, all those different things. You can check it out on Amazon and the link in the description. But And that principle, I got to tell you where yeah, I yeah, learned yeah. that. I learned that principle 
from a guy in Brazil who was a speaker who spoke in auditoriums of 50,000, soccer soccer stadiums of 50,000. And he came to the United States and I had to pick him up from the airport and take him to a place where he was speaking. Wow. And there were literally 25 people. (laughs) And he was amazing. And I asked him afterwards, I said, hey, I'm sorry that the attendance was so low. And I said, but you didn't seem to mind. You, you gave it your all. And he said to me, he looked right at me. And he said, young man, I learned a long time ago that if there's one or if there's 100,000, that one deserves the best of me as the 100,000 does. And immediately that changed my life. I never again went and went, oh, I don't know. Let's just get this over with. That's, I fully engaged in that area of my life. That's incredible. Just that engagement. I, I It reminds me of, of uh, a story, a true story that I heard not even long ago, but um, a person I know pretty well and have done a lot of work for. And, you know, he oversees a company that's almost, you know, 500 employees now all across the United States. He He was telling me about um, when when they were coming up, they weren't quite that large yet, but when they were growing, he was telling me about he uh, was dining at a, a local restaurant near where his business was. And he, I know, I know both of the people in the, in the story, which is really cool. Um, he had a waiter and that waiter gave him the most incredible dining experience he's had. And he just said, come work for me. Hmm. He didn't even have a position. He made a position for him. So the guy came and worked for him and he wasn't actually that skilled of his own saying at that position, they moved him into the next position. Now he's in a position that makes the company millions of dollars a year just Mm -hmm. by what he does. And he was giving his best at being a waiter. Mm -hmm. He didn't even know who he was serving. I mean, he was serving a king. He didn't know that. Right. It it could have been, I mean, this guy could have been, and he wears hoodies and hats around. You probably know who you are if you're listening to this. Um, And, uh, he wears hoodies and hats around. You wouldn't necessarily know this guy's a, a king, but he he he's not a king of a country, but he's overseeing yeah. five hundred people. I mean, he's got yeah. a he's got a small kingdom that he's overlooking and watching, and that that means that he has a lot of responsibility. And he's just looking around for anyone who's doing a good job, yeah. anyone he can trust. And actually, the scriptures say in Proverbs, um, I I'm, I'll paraphrase, but basically. Kings are looking, leaders, CEOs, business owners, they're looking around for anyone who is skilled, anyone who is skilled in their labor. And those people will stand before kings rather than ordinary men. And that is what's happening. When you're good at what you do and when you give it your all, when you're when you're David Nagel editing that, he doesn't care if it's a if he's getting paid for it or not. That editing is going to be perfect. He's not letting it out the door. And that has gained him accolades with these same men, with these same people who shout him out in front of all of their employees and major corporations, like half billion dollar corporations shout out his work in front of all the executives watching it. I I got to witness that, which is really cool. Mm. He stands before Kings, not ordinary people. He doesn't stand before cashiers and clerks. And, and I'm not saying those people can't achieve more. They should try. And you should, you should be, if you're a cashier, you should be the best cashier 
possible. Absolutely. Absolutely. There will be somebody that recognizes you and you will 100%. I don't yeah. guarantee things, but you'll be promoted because yeah. I'm looking for those people for my organization. You're looking for those people for your organization. You will be promoted if you deliver. Yeah. You don't even have to over deliver. You just got to deliver. Deliver. You yeah. want to over deliver? Go for it. Yeah. But just start with delivering. Yeah. Engage with your whole heart. Give it your all. And with that, thank you for watching Five Ideas. Just deliver. 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 Do what you say you're going to do. People will recognize you. You'll be promoted. And you can thank me later by <laughs> writing, me a, writing me a comment in the description when you become a millionaire, when you become successful, whatever you do. If you're a cashier, I was a cashier at be several jobs. Be the best possible cashier you can be. And we may run into you one day and you may work for Five Ideas. So thanks for watching and we'll catch you on the next episode of Five Ideas. We love you. Talk to you soon. Bye.